This podcast is proudly brought to you by the McLaren Vale Grape Wine and Tourism Association, supporting growers in the McLaren Vale wine region. Hello and welcome. Good morning, James. We're coming to you on location from just off of McMurtry Road. We are. Amazing little vineyard. If this is your first time listening to Crop Watch, um, what Jill and I have got the brief of is to uh, basically give a live report of what's happening um, in McLaren Vale. It's brought to you by McLaren Vale Great Wine and Tourism. Um, and we want to try and give insight into live events and live conditions and help growers, basically um, winemakers, make their business decisions based on what we're talking about. So this is our fourth year. I can't believe we've got to four years. Fourth vintage. It is our fourth vintage and uh, lots of uh, questions. We've covered a lot of topics. I've learned a lot, so it's been amazing, James, to be out in the, the vineyards with you. So I so, thought, yeah, I thought we might recap our first podcast. Do you remember what that was about? Oh, it was about Grenache. Yeah. So yeah. That, was, that was near enough four years ago. Wow. And I think you were uh, saying at the time we had 6% of Grenache vineyards or 6% of the total um Grapes grown in McLaren Vale were Grenache, but the popularity has just soared. Yeah, and so, and, and and that's, um, I guess if you went back in the time machine, so you went back to the, the days when Tatachilla Vineyard was the biggest vineyard in the Southern Hemisphere, um, Grenache, people to pick Grenache were paid less than they were to pick Shiraz, the workers. Wow. The, the piece rate people. Because it was seen as being a backup variety. Yeah, and a lesser variety. A way of getting... Uh, Basically, back then, a way of getting alcohol, getting yeah. sugar. And a blender. But now that's really changed. I mean, when you see um, just how important Grenache is, even, I suppose, in some of the uh, publications like Halliday's, Grenache is getting top yeah. scores. Yeah. And and what we talked about back then is it was like, well, there's not much vineyard planted to Grenache, so if there's all, getting all this hype and demand for it, well, surely that will mean the prices will go up. Yeah, absolutely. And, and where's it coming from? So, James, how much is planted now? Uh, well, it hasn't been a big increase in it because uh, it's only gone up seven hectares in okay. that four years in the area, whereas Shiraz has gone up 49 hectares in the same time. Wow. And what about price of Grenache? Well, the price, see, the, it's gone from, it's now the, the most, well, as of last year, was the most valuable red grape per tonne in McLaren. Look, and I think... And it's, just shot, it's just shot up in those four years, it's, bang. It's incredible. And yeah. so many people making a Grenache. Yeah, and so it's become sought after. Yeah, totally. Now, all bets are off because yeah. we are recording this in September 2021. Okay. Um, and obviously, been, there's been some market events that have happened in that time because we've had to change our... Uh, well, we, we've lost our Chinese export market. Absolutely. But then, like, was, was Grenache really a Chinese export market variety? No, probably not. I mean, it was Shiraz. Yeah. Always has been Shiraz. And, and Shiraz is really important in the region. It's always our benchmark wine i think and the style we make is very different from other regions so it's going to be interesting to see if the trend of like if if grenache demand maintains or increases well the price will increase because there's not been a corresponding boom in the level of planting no it's it's all been based on um basically uh demand for the fruit driven the price up Um, there's no new planting so if there's continued demand the price will will increase yeah but i think we can see that as a variety it is a really vital and important variety in this region and will be going forward what's useful i mean what's useful about it is you can make different wine styles out of it absolutely you can make rosé out of it you can make a light wine yep lighter wine you can make a, a fuller bodied wine gsms it's really you know very versatile grape 
And so something the public really love. Watch this space. Yep. <laughs> so what are we going to talk about today, James? Uh, well, obviously here there's not a lot to look at in September in McLaren Vale. Um, I've taken you to a Sangiovese vineyard because Sangiovese is the earliest bursting variety we have. And this one looks beautiful and healthy and yeah. it's definitely burst. So this block's at like three three or four leaf already. Yes. So whereas a lot of McLaren Vale like Cabernet's only at bud bursting. There's nothing really to see. Okay. Uh, we did have hailstorms last Sunday. Yes. Um, I was driving down to yeah. the Barossa. You'll know if you have a if you've had a hailstorm pretty quickly because it looks like you'd think it would look. It looks like someone's um, thrown rocks at the vines and given it little tears right. and little holes and pitting. This one looks magnificent. This is pretty good. We site, can't see yeah. anything here. It is a magnificent, a magnificent site. So, Towards the- McLaren Flat, there is a bit of hail damage. So the current crop watch will have some photos of what that looks like. But in terms of like severity, it's on the low end. Yeah. Okay. So that probably leads us into looking at um, Europe. Yeah, and they're yeah. in the middle of their vintage now and what we've seen has been a really compressed vintage and there's been a lot of you know weather incidents happening do you want to talk, talk yeah to well that? it's like we've been talking over crop over this program a lot about the effects of the changing climate and what it's going to do to viticulture and if you take europe as a collective area They've had every single event that you associate with a changing climate. So they've had you know, hail. Well, started with frost. frost. They had the worst frost ever, and, and they had frost on the in Bordeaux. Yes, which, which is really unusual considering it's you know close to the ocean yeah, and it's like it's like and it's a more moderate. It's climate. like a Margaret River style totally. area on a deep ocean, um, and we're seeing that in locally, like in our region, we never talked about frost. In 20 years ago, no. because we're on the we are on the Gulf here, we yeah. do not get frost, quote unquote. Well, we we now actually get frost, and frost is something that growers have to actually think their way around. And certainly, when you go up into the Clarendon area, into the Adelaide Hills, and, and over into Langon Creek, frost has become a regular occurrence. Okay, you've, that's something you've noted. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. we're, we're getting high pressure cells. We're in one at the moment. Oh, that are, glorious that are, high They're un, unnaturally like, strong. They're a real strong, um, and when I say strong, it's to do with the, uh, it means the pressure level is high in hectopascals. And so they're very stable. Yeah. And what does that mean? Don't get wind. We don't get wind. Nothing no. moves. No, yeah. no cloud either. There's not a cloud in not the sky. Not a cloud in the sky today. Yeah. So in Europe, they've had frost. They've had hail. They've had hail. And then they followed that by massive rain. Huge amounts of trop- like semi-tropical yeah. rain. And semi-tropical rain in Champagne. Semi-tropical rain in the Moselle Valley. The photos of the Moselle Valley where they've had, they had cellars that were halfway... Well, up off the bank, off the floodplain, but still flooded. They flooded. Yeah, and, and you know they didn't. You know those cellars. They've been there for a few hundred years. You know, they weren't thirteenth, fourteenth, fifteenth century. Yeah. So, yeah, and that that's just you know th- this just shows just how much climate change has affected those regions. Yeah. How do you think that translates to us? What have you seen? Uh, we have a generally a more stable weather uh, because we're a relatively flat countries we don't have the effects of mountain ranges like like they do have and they have the gulf stream and and, uh, which is the the 
basically the, the warm water from the Caribbean goes across the Atlantic and drives a lot of their weather. Yeah, and just warms up that, yeah. that land. And that, that is a volatile system. Um, yeah. that, that Gulf Stream can move um, where it runs. It's like a river almost of heat. Right. Um, we have climate drivers too, the Pacific Ocean, with the La Nina and El Nino, and we have um, the Indian Ocean with the Indian Ocean Dipole. They're dynamic systems, but they're not quite as like fickle and volatile as what the Gulf Stream is. So we are getting changes, but um, I, I don't think you're likely to see every single problem happen in one season. But is frost happening here? Yes, it is. Um, is summer rainfall going to be more likely? Yeah, yes, that's what the forecasts are for. Um, and it looks like in Champagne, they're saying it's the lowest vintage since 1977 because they had downy mildew and now they've got botrytis. They've had everything. Yeah. yeah, everything's been thrown at them. So how do you think, they're looking at, you know, what's happening with the weather patterns for our season and it is the start, so everybody's you know, yeah. preparing. We're likely to have an average rainfall season or slightly above average rainfall season basically for spring. That's, that's the forecast as it sits. So yeah. in the vineyard, what do you think people should be looking to preparing for now? Uh, well, the, I guess the important thing is always to play the conditions, not the forecast. Because whilst yeah. we're saying, yeah, it looks likely that it's going to be a bit of a wetter season, uh, the recent weather's not indicative of that. It's it, August has been quite dry. We've now gone into September. September's been quite dry. It has. So you sort of can't just go, well, f- the, the vague... The, the, the general forecast for our region of South Australia is to have more rain, but if it doesn't, get, doesn't play out, you still have to think, no, I may be more likely to have a season like 2016 or 2018 or 2019 rather than having a season like... 21, which we've just had, yeah. or 2017, where it did rain a fair bit more. Yeah. So play the cards. That's the advice I'd, I'd give. Yeah. Okay. Now, in Europe, going back there, they've also had smoke taint because they had fires. They had lots of fires. I mean, horrendous fires as far as, far as Greece. Yeah. You know? So, so dealing with the things we've, we've been dealing with. Yeah. I mean, great that we've, you know, they've got all that information they can call on now. So some of our problems yeah. are things yeah. that they're going yeah. to be, De- be technolo- calling on like with our ideas, technology and, and yeah. our research. Yeah, developed here and now being used over in south of France, yeah. So what do you think yield-wise? What's your prediction? I th- well, if, if, if the forecast is for a wetter or average or wetter than average spring, uh, that's highly correlated to yield, which would be average yield or better than average yield. Um, so I would be playing a bet that you'll get possibly a similar crop to last year the way we're sitting which is certainly above the five-year average yeah so i wouldn't use a term like a bumper crop or anything like that but it's it's looking like it could be quite a quite a good season yeah again. so solid solid but, solid you know should you really make predictions <laughs> about a season when you when you're at by birth well i think that you know as we've learned in the past as we move down this uh this trail um we're gonna see all sorts of things thrown at us and uh, lots of things that we can comment on and, and everyone can learn from. So, yeah, Vintage 22. Let's see what Welcome it, to see Vintage what 22. Us. Let's see what happens. So, lovely to have had you with us. And thanks for bringing me out to this vineyard. It's stunning. Thanks, Jill. Cheers. Cheers. This podcast is proudly brought to you by the McLarenvale Grape Wine and Tourism Association, supporting growers in the McLarenvale wine region.